your short track racing connection. Broadcasting from the Claremont Motorsports Park Studios, this is the Turn 4 Podcast. Look for us every Tuesday where all major podcasts are found. Like us on Facebook at Turn 4 Podcast. And now, DJ and Zach, take it away. Green, green, green. So, number one, definitely not at the Claremont Motorsports Park studio tonight. No, we're sitting we're on the front porch, baby. Sitting on the front porch, couple of headsets, nice, not really breezy, but it's a nice night. Yeah, it's a beautiful night. The only thing we're missing is a fire and a couple of beers. A couple of brujas. And then number two, I got to I gotta give you a shout out. I'm proud of you. Proud of me? I am proud of you. For what? We both pulled double duty yesterday. We did. A lot of windshield time yesterday. A lot of windshield time yesterday. Yep. Uh, so both of us started at Thunder Road yesterday. Yep. For the big uh, tri-track race. And before anybody gets angry, we will both fully admit that we did not stay for anything more than tri-track race. No. No, we wanted to make sure we got back for the uh, street stock race. <laughs> for the Battle of the Belt. Yeah. But uh, streets, uh, the uh, tri-track race, Thunder Road. That's First crazy. time in 12 years that uh, the tour type or any modified really had been on, on the surface up there. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's we'll start the day right off. So I got there about 8.15. Yeah, I did not get there about 8.15. <laughs> yeah, you did not. <laughs> You were still in bed, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt in my mind you were still in bed. Definitely in bed. So they practiced. There was 20, 26 cars took time, 25 started the race. I don't know if somebody had a mechanical. I'm not, I don't remember that great. But uh, looking at practice speeds, we uh, we had a little powwow. Me, you, and the McClays had a slight powwow after practice. We did. Uh, again, hard to tug on Superman's cape. Bet against Matt, big money. It's hard to bet against him. Yeah. But uh, let's call it out. Who did I say to keep an eye on? Chase. Chase Dowling. Yep. So old Chase Dowling ran 47 laps in practice. (laughs) Um, Top of the board, big money Matt was second. Matt Swanson was third in the family-owned car. Sammy Ramo was fourth. And Medeiros rounded out the top five. Yep. but the interesting note for me was three-tenths of a second was what separated first to 20th. Yeah. It was tight. Everybody was right there. It was tight. Nobody really, I mean, a couple of people obviously had a notebook, like a Joey Jarvis who had been there once. Um, probably a couple other guys had been there before, but most everybody else in the field had never been there. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. I mean, practice was definitely neat. Um, I was up there, obviously, spotting for Plummer. Um, he f- Shout out to Corey Plummer. He yeah. He found it interesting. Uh, we got done the first round, and he kind of made the comment that uh, he had to kind of let him drop and dig it a little bit deeper going into the corners than what he th- had originally thought. Um, yeah. Hirschman, Hirschman, like top of the board at like lap 17 went right to the top of the board he only turned like 20 some odd laps during practice yeah uh, he wasn't going you can you could see it like you can see him not well let's talk about the heat races right yeah because yeah. you kind of rode me a little bit i didn't ride you didn't ride me but you, ride you you gave me you gave i gave, gave you shit yeah, yeah you're right i did yeah, yeah i gave you shit so a lot of this was yesterday was everybody was in the show. Yeah. Unknown. It's a brand new surface. Or I shouldn't say brand new. It's like a three-year-old surface, but it's still smooth as glass. Yeah. Like, even Plummer made that, uh, even Plummer made the call of, like, it's just, it's smooth, it's fast, it's just, it was, it was unique. So, it's it's a quarter mile, so it's a lot like Monadnock, but it's smooth instead of being... Rough as shit. Rough as hell. Racy. <laughs> racy. You yeah. love that term. So it's rough. The The definition of racy is rough. Yeah. Okay. So everybody knew they were in the show. Yeah. So if you were in like fifth or forward in your heat race, you kind of push to try to get to the invert spot. Mm, kind of. I'm not so sure Mr. Matt Hirschman fought that hard to get to third. Yeah. He finished fourth in his heat race. Uh, and, and again, but I also think he started sixth, didn't he? In the in the heat race, 
I don't think he started in the top five. I, I, don't, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember, but... That's what I'm saying. I think if you were like in the fifth position where you think you could make a quick move in the first three or four laps... Maybe. Once everybody got strung out, yeah. it was ride. Save some tires. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of talk, and I mean a lot of talk, of not pitting. Yeah. It was interesting um, to watch because I made in my genius decision uh we were betting weird on everybody weird and i looked at mark and nolan and i said there will be a caution before lap 40 yes or no and they both said yes i said okay i'll take no for for double money or yeah, whatever and the caution came out at 31 and i was like god damn it but it was interesting at that caution to see, I think only one car went down pit road. And he was sitting second yeah. at that yeah. time. And he was. And I was like, what is happening? Because that was the guy I picked to win. So Sammy he, Raymar goes down pit road. Yeah, he screwed himself to be to call a spade did a spade. He, did he take? Jesus. Yeah. Did he take a tire? I don't know. I saw him jack the car up, but I don't know if they took a tire. I was not arguing, but I was having a conversation with the official up in the spotter tower at that point. About what? We were the lucky dog. Yeah. So we were trying to figure out whether Corey needed to go around everybody. Yeah. Or just drop to the tail, and they did it automatically on a computer. Right. So I don't know what he did. It was hard to pay attention while I was trying to get my answers of what I needed to do as a spotter at that point. But, uh... If we back up again to the heat races, yeah, yeah. So again, you you gave me a little bit of shit. So Corey went out there. So Corey and TJ Blow were both in crate mods, right? Six hundred four crate motors, severely underpowered. Yeah, like two hundred horsepower. Small. They did get a weight break. Yeah. There is a weight break for having a crate car in those. It was like twenty five hundred or something, right? You said twenty five, twenty five, or something like that. Yeah, there was a weight break for them being a crate car. Yeah. They had anticipated it racing more like Mananoc. Yeah. Where Kimball put on one heck of a show down at Mananoc in the crate car. Yeah. So they loaded up, brought the crate cars up there. Uh, the big difference being the crate cars didn't fall off as much. Didn't use up their stuff. Right. Yeah. So they, we didn't burn up the right rear. So like you could tell even during practice... You watch those tour type guys, and this is where right, wrong, or indifferent. So Corey bought tires, so you could buy practice tires. So we rifled on four field goods to start the day. Yeah. Whatever. Well, some of those boys went out on some old tires and made us feel like heroes for a while because we were sitting like P6, P5, P9. Life was great, and then we got to about the last 20 minutes of that practice session. And it was on like Donkey Kong. Yeah. Chase went down, rifled four feel goods on the old girl, and blistered a lap. Yeah. So I was talking with Joey Jarvis in between practice and the scuff session. Mm-hmm. He was figuring it was like 11 nines is what they were turning that was like hammering back in the day 12 years ago when they were up there. Yeah. Dowling was an 11 4. Hirschman. In 11-4. Fuck. <laughs> in a crate car, Plummer turned an 11-7 flat. Yeah. So you're still off. Motoring. A little bit. Two tenths. Yeah, two point, two point two tenths is what we were off. Yeah. But you could also watch the tour type cars would fall off after 10 laps. Corey... 50 laps into practice could duplicate an 11.7. Yeah, I see. I so, understand it. had we not had the mechanical issues... Power steering, right? Yep. Uh-huh. We'll get into that. <laughs> I think we would have been okay. So, we went out, all of us, for the heat races. So, of course, I was in heat race number one. We started, I think, seventh out of eight. And road. Just road, save tires. You knew you were in the show. And realistically, from 7th to 5th, how many positions were we going to pick up? Four on the starting grid? Maybe. So is it worth beating the shit out of your tires? No. To start four? Right. So 
in that first heat race, you could tell basically everybody was riding. It was, it looked like the typical Lee show where everybody was just saving tires and just kind of riding around. And then second and third heat, same thing, although Dowling, when he won his heat, he he put a straightaway in between him and second. Yeah, him. He was on rails. Um, and then it felt like forever. It felt like we had like two hours in between our heat races, and I know it wasn't, but there's a lot of cars up there, dude. Yeah, I mean, Christ must have been like forty five late models. <clears throat> Those flying that flying Tiger class is stacked deep, deep, dude. Their street stocks, which is what we would call mini stocks down here, 32 cars. So they were the first feature of the night. They started them all. And they started them all. Man, and that was wild. It was awesome. Wild. I they, had more money on that. They had guys going around left and right. Yep. They had that one stack up coming out of four where about eight guys piled in afterwards. Yeah. It was uh, it was interesting to say the least. Um, and then we got to the 100 lapper. So we started like three from the back. I think we were like 22nd. Yeah. Something like that we started. And Corey had been battling a power steering issue all day long, let off the throttle. He'd lose power steering, get back into it. He had it. Um, It just, it finally went. There was just, he was hanging on for dear life there for a while. Uh, We got the opportune caution at lap 31. We were the first car a lap down, so we got the lucky dog. Sammy ducks down pit road, does whatever he did. I'm assu- I'd have to assume he changed the tire. I have no idea. It was hard to tell. I mean, it was perfect vantage point. If I wasn't, I wasn't arguing. We were just having a discussion with the official that was up in the spotters area. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So we go back green. We double up everybody up. We take the choose cone out off the back stretch. Everybody doubles up, sacks them up, and yeah, good. You look like you. What do you got? I want to know why Brian Roby didn't decide. Why Why did he decide to stay low every time? I don't know. He didn't go to the outside once. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw myself under the bus here. What? I left after Corey loaded up. I didn't stay for the last sixty. You didn't stay laps. for the whole thing? No. You left before the mod race was done. I so we he pulled off at lap thirty three. Yeah. We were probably loaded up by forty, and I was on the interstate by lap fifty five. Huh. I did not know that. That's why I was so far ahead of you. So I'm going to lean on you for the last half of the race. Oh. I mean, I listen. Semi-uneventful. The way I look at it is I went up there to do a job. Mm-hmm. I went up there. My job was to spot for Corey Plummer yesterday. Yeah. So when my job was over, I was southbound yeah, and down. I'm not giving yeah. you shit. I'm just, yeah. I'm just surprised that you didn't stay for the whole thing. I don't know. I guess the red flag t- took a while. The red flag took a while. So what we're going to talk about here. So we had the we had the the single car spin of Maderos off of turn four at lap thirty one. Right. And then we had a stack up on the front stretch at lap yeah. thirty three. Yeah. Which right, wrong, or indifferent. Lucky for me, I guess that Corey didn't have power steering. Thunder Road's not a track that I've spotted at a lot. I've watched a lot of racing there. Haven't spotted a lot. Yeah. So when Maderos and Patno got hooked into the fence down the front straightaway, yeah. I key up the button. I'm like, go low, go low, go low, go low, go low, forgetting that Thunder Road is a very known self-cleaning racetrack that they're going to be headed back down to the bottom of the racetrack. Yeah. So Corey actually stayed at the top, which come to find out, no power steering, couldn't turn the car. Hindsight. Worked out great. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Took it down pit road. They were looking at pulleys, belts, make sure nothing was junked in there. There wasn't. There was no bind. There was nothing. So instead of wrecking a forty, fifty thousand dollar race car over a two hundred dollar part, just park it for the night. At that point, there's sixty seven laps left to go. Yeah. How much manhandling can you really do? Uh, not sixty seven laps worth. And try to be competitive. And that, and that, and that's where the, the real issue comes in, right? Is if there's seven cars on the lead lap with 20 laps to go, and he's on the lead lap, yeah. I'm probably convincing him over the radio to stay out there. Yeah. But at that point in the race, there it wasn't worth junking their shit over a power steering issue. 
heard. Um, it is what it is. I mean, again, it kind of sucky situation to drive all the way to Thunder Road for 33 laps worth of feature action, but that's the risk you take. I've driven all, I've driven all the way down to Lee to watch Tyler blow up in the practice <laughs> practice or a heat race. I don't, I don't remember which one it is. Tyler could probably tell me better, but. Uh, we went down there and he lost he, he lost a motor either lap one or something heat race practice I don't, you'll tell me better but yeah, we drove down there for the weekend to have him lose a motor uh, I remember that motor rear end I don't know he lost something we were out early fucking hilarious it happens man it, it absolutely yeah, happens I get it, it it sucks but what are you gonna do I mean yeah I, I baked mean, in the sun all day yeah I mean the the end of the race it was it was good they battled hard Chase was I mean, on rails at the at the end, no, nobody was going to catch him. Um, there were good good battles in the middle of the pack, and you know, not taking uh, the tire. I, I'm I'm still kind of curious. Nobody. I want like know. nobody. Yeah, I wish I wish Brian Roby was here to answer that question. I, I want to know. I know why. we should have brought the cord out so I could have done it. I forgot. Um, I want to know why. I mean, Hirschman didn't take a tire. Roby didn't track take a position. Tire. I, I get it. That was the talk of the garage area I all understand. morning. So believe it or not, a lot of people that I talk to, and I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus because that's not who I am. But a lot of people actually said that originally, before practice started, that the crate car may be the way to go. So you didn't have so much burn off. Correct. Yeah. But in the same token of that. It was talked about quite a bit about not pitting, which the problem was is if you were the crate car, you needed to be up front. Right. So there was a lot of talk in the pit area prior about potentially not pitting at all during that race. All day. Mm. And Ramo was the only one that did. Him and Les Hinkley. Yeah, there weren't there were not many. But I think Les had head issues maybe I kind of want to know what happened with Sammy too I want to know if that was a tire I want to it you I mean you know me dude um I have this weird thing with the whole with the one tire change like I want to know this the strategy that goes into it and what's happening like in that moment like so when when the caution comes out at well I guess at 30 you, you have a plan. Yeah. You, well, you have every, to have a plan, every right? every team in that pit area had a plan going yeah. on. Yeah. I could tell you right now, and I'm not going to say it on recording, but Plumber, Jonah, and the are Apex you, wait, crew. Are you going to edit this out? No. Oh, we had a gonna, plan. You're not going to tell me what the plan. We is. had a plan. I hear you. That we had sat there, and the four or five of us had discussed in the trailer yeah. about what was going to happen. Yeah. That if the caution came out at lap 40, yeah. this was the plan no matter what. Right. If the caution came out at lap 20, this was the plan. And sometimes you live by the sword, you die by, you die by the sword. Yeah, and you. that's fine. And again, Corey, Apex Crew, all these guys, we're learning. Yeah. We're learning. Yeah. It's they're they're not they're not long time stay tour type guys. I think they're going to be long type tour type guys. I hope so. But we got to get there first. Yeah. You know, Hirsch, Hirschman didn't didn't come in running. Yeah. You you got to get some experience. Brian Roby, great weekly driver, goes to the tour, struggles a little bit now. Ooh. Front runner. Ooh. The, I bet he did, I bet he would admit the first couple Ooh. races he had a rough go of it. Pop shot. It was not a pop shot. Pop shot. It was Ryan not Roby. a. It was not a pop shot. <laughs> you. Yeah, I, I get. I get what you're saying. You don't typically come out running. I get what you're saying. I understand it. But, Roby, text us. Let us know what the what everybody was saying. And, why, it, and I and I want to know specifically why he didn't take a tire. It could be track position, but I just want to know. For I, sure. How much passing did you see yesterday? <sighs> nah. Not a lot. Not a whole lot. My thing is, is my big thing, my big takeaway from yesterday was how hard Kirk Alexander and Sammy Ramo pushed each other in that first 30-lap stint. Yep. And I mean pushed each other. Yeah. They were 20 car lengths out on Chase Dowling. They battled. 
And and that's the thing, right? When Sammy goes down to lap 30, I go, well, that's not good if you've already spanked your right rear 30 laps into the race, if you're, if you're running that hard. But so listen, here's the thing. So everybody likes to talk about this change tire, right? Yeah. Right? So do you realize that you could realistically actually put that change tire on before the race starts? Well, I never thought of it like that, but I hear what you're saying. So you could put that right rear on and roll out for the feature with a sticker and have a 12-lap tire that you know what's got, what it's going to do sitting in the pit area. Yeah. There may or may not have been a few cars that did that prior to going out on the racetrack. Just, yeah. Okay. And then again, you only have 13, 12, whatever laps sitting on your change tire, but you were able to get stagger and know what it grew in 12 laps, so you kind of know what that tire is going to do. Yeah. I'm not saying you can do that everywhere. Yeah. But a very smooth surface with Thunder Road, some guys felt like it was an advantage. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Neither here nor there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, again, I, I know what happened in the race just because I did I did go back and uh, watch the race on flow this morning. Yeah. Just to kind of see what I missed. and It was... For about the next 50 laps, I didn't miss jack shit. It was... A lot of riding. I shouldn't say riding. There was yeah, probably there battles was, going on. Yeah, there was. There were, there were battles. Um, Chase Dowling goes home ten grand richer. Yeah. Big check. Anthony Nocella finishes second. Yeah. And Big Money Matt rounds out your top three. Yeah. Uh, the interesting part about Anthony Nocella was actually the um, the super mod. Yeah. I was just about to say that. Yeah. So that super mod rolling out there was pretty badass. Yeah. Um, they're running up there in two weeks. Um, I'm assuming that's going to be the first Thursday night show. Don't quote me on that. Um, uh, but they kept saying two weeks. So I'd assume that's going to be like Thursday the 16th, which would be roughly about where it normally is. The thing was badass. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, it was badass. Yeah. Um, and then again, their, Supermods are sick. their street stock race that they had up there was pretty, pretty neat. Yep. 32 Mustangs and Cavaliers and Neons. The late model race is crazy, too. You see the end of that? I have not gone back and watched that yet. Some pictures. Them Fender cars. Them Fenders. As Ty Ty would say, we went up there to watch go-karts. <laughs> you damn right I did, Tyler. You damn right I did. So, I think this is a great opportunity for our first commercial break. Apex Racing, located at 972 West Swansea Road in Swansea, New Hampshire, wants to remind you that their doors remain open Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And don't forget that Apex Racing is a Spafco race chassis dealer. Apex Racing is product from All-Star Performance, Wildwood, Sweet, Quartermaster, Powermaster, Longacre, Campfire, Suit, Helmets, Hansel Races, and much, much more. Apex Racing, we'll see you in victory lane. All right, so I got one other thing I want to talk about prior to... Moving on to Sunday. The fact that I don't have an Apex Racing shirt. Hey, I'd talk about that. I just got mine yesterday. Corey Plummer. Hey, your boy up. Come on, baby. I just got my T-shirt yesterday. I texted him like, hey. Actually, I texted Savannah Saturday night because I'm like, or messaged her on Facebook. I'm like, hey, uh, I don't have a T-shirt. <laughs> she's, she's like, all right, what size? And she's like, I don't know what, what we got left for colors and selection. I'm like, I don't care. It don't matter. Yeah, no. Well, it did because it was black and it was warm yesterday. It was warm, yeah. It was warm. Yeah. So, Corey, I, I don't even care if you go with green, gray, white. Uh, it, it was warm. Your boy in the spotter stand was... I want a shirt, and I want you to sign it, Corey. Sign it. Say, to my biggest fan. What number do you run yesterday? Say, uh, the 11. Okay. I was just... Kimball's card. Right. Come on. All right. Let's just making sure you were actually Get out of here, bro. No. I was going to give you... And I want you to put DJ Sucks on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, your spotter told you to go low and you should have stayed high. Yeah, Thank yeah. God you didn't listen to me. My spotter sucks. I'm Corey Plum. <laughs> That's what I want. Uh, no, I was going to give you a shout-out. Who? You. Me? Fireside Beverage. What about it? Batteries and bulbs. Oh, yeah, grand opening. Running Saturday. Bear Camping Area. Yeah. Yeah, it was good, man. There's there a lot of people. It was hectic. A pile of people, dude. A pile of people rolled yeah. through there. 
The support was crazy. Like I expected a, a good turnout, but that was that was more than I. Expected. It was better than I, not not trying to bash you guys. Yeah. It was better than I expected. Yeah. I figured if we saw a thousand people over the course of the whole four hours, not I think success. I think we saw a thousand people in the first forty-five minutes. Yeah. It was uh, people I mean, rolled in and out of there, man. I mean, I had to unlock the door. We technically don't open until ten. I had to unlock the door at 8.30 to start filing stuff into the store and getting stuff up off the floor. <laughs> as soon as I opened the door, like three people walked in. They're like, you open? I was like, if you're here to buy something, I'm here to sell it. So <laughs> let's get to it. But we it's, had a really good day, man. It was great to see you actually work. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Jesus Christ. Um, but real quick, though, I wanted to say thank you, especially, I mean, Racing Podcast. I got a shout out to... You, Nolan, Uncle Steve, Weasel, Scott Spaulding. I mean... We had a great time. Yeah. Bringing, bringing those race cars and letting the kids sit in the race cars and was like, you know, we, we heard about that for the next four hours. And, you know, I don't know if any of those kids made it on Sunday to watch a street stock race, but if they did, like, you know, I'm sure they were pulling for Uncle Steve until he, he got smoked and got tore up, but... I mean, thank you guys for coming. It was awesome. We had a good time, man. Listen, Uncle Scoot and Weasel. I said Nolan, right? You did. Okay, all right. I want to make sure. Uncle Scoot and Uncle Steve and Weasel and, you know, all of us sitting there kind of BSing and hate to say it, trading war stories and, ah, if I did it this way or if I did it that way. And then uh, the big thing. Dude, the, the highlight of my goddamn day. The highlight of the weekend. The highlight of my fucking day. Was seeing Tyler there, old uh, Daddy Dave. Yeah, that motherfucker makes him come out for the day. Um, yeah. To be fair, I, uh, he's gonna hate us for even talking about this. I don't care. Um, figured he was gonna come over. I'd seen him earlier in the day, talked to him a little bit, and uh, he was a little apprehensive. Uh, Daddy Dave told him it was time to get out of the house. Yeah. Um, stayed for three hours, man, dude. I mean, it, I was inside when he first came. I didn't even know he was there. He was probably there for like 45 minutes. You and Weasel were both inside. We, well, Weasel's the one that came up to me and was like, hey, Tyler's outside. I go, Tyler who? <laughs> he goes, he goes Tyler. Because I wasn't expecting Tyler Lesson no. there. You know what I mean? He was at home doing I knew. Thing. Like, I get it. I knew and I didn't say a word. I didn't know. <clears throat> so when Ty, when Weasel was like, Lescord's outside, and I was like, Weasel, that's not funny. Like if you're trying to be funny, this this like, is this is not the time to do that. <laughs> but yeah, went outside, dude. He looks great. He's I mean he's up. He's talking. He's talking shit. It, it oh was, yeah, he was. He was, was not. It was great, man. And Dave, shout out to Dave for bringing him. And you know, a lot of people came over and they were talking to him. And you know, he was very happy about. We it. had our little change jug sitting at the cash register for Tyler, and people were. You know, people have been great at the store being, you know, asking the question and then, you know, being like, yeah, you know, just keep my change shown in the thing. So The racing community is like none other. <laughs> yeah, man. But anyways, it was fucking great to see you, Tyler. That made, that made everything, all the stress, everything of that day worth it. And thank you, Dave, for bringing him. And thank you, everybody that went over and talked to him. And I, I hope he had a good time. I hope he wasn't. Oh, he did. I hope he wasn't miserable and hot. It was fucking It was hot, hot yeah. It so was fucking hot. Nolan brought an easy up. Yeah, he did. Uncle Steve bought a fucking carport. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I had my easy up, and then you had Uncle Scoot and Weasel who just had their black race cars baking out in the sun all day long. Yeah. And then Durkey was just helping kids in and out of those cars all day. Dude, that was the coolest part. Like, yeah. I, you know, and I, and I apologize to anybody that listens to it. If your kid didn't have the chance to sit in my cart, I apologize. But some of the smaller kids, like obviously my one-man lift that I have can only hold so much weight, so I was a little leery, some of the bigger kids. Yeah. But, man, I had so many little kids, like, hop up in there, and they're cranking on the wheel yeah. and just smirking. And I, my, I'll give the shout-out to my sister real quick. She uh, she helped me make those little hero cards up to be able to hand out. And <laughs> You you all had hero cards there, I think, except for – well, Weasel had lightning okay. chassis stickers. He had lightning chassis stickers. 
Um, Uncle Scoot had Bulldog Company there, their yep. their race team name. Yeah. I had my hero cards. Uncle Steve forgot his or didn't have enough of them, so he didn't have any. But he had candy though. He did it. Hey, I had candy and hero cards. Did you? I did. <laughs> I I thought ahead. That's fine. And then uh, Noli had pictures of his car too, so yeah. it was it was a good time. Um, yeah. It was. Great, I'll be honest man. with you. I had a blast, man. My boys were out there wrestling in the grass all day long. Yeah. Your food truck was awesome. Yeah. Shout out to the Epic Food Truck and Surf and Jerk Food Truck. They came out. I think. I think they both had good days, and you know, it's kind of one of those things. One hand washes the other, and I know on on the liquor side, we had a great great day, and you know, now I can sit back and. Hopefully not work as as much as you and Weasel think I don't work. <laughs> so. You can you can just lay back and relax like we know you do every other day. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we're gonna stack commercials up here. Yeah. We're gonna take our last commercial and then we'll go dive into Claremont. Yeah. For the love of, why won't you start? Lawn care got you down. Equipment never wants to start. Not enough time to visit the racetrack. Let the professionals at Belanger Lawn Care solve your problem. We offer full yard care services from weed trimming, mowing, mulching, fertilizing, and more. Belanger Lawn Care, servicing the greater Claremont and surrounding areas. Give us a call today at 603-542-6945. You can also visit us on the web at belangerlawncare.com. So we made it back. I made it back. I only missed like two heat races, three heat races. Yeah. Um... Now it makes sense that I left for lap 40, right? Yeah. Okay. No, it does, yeah. yeah. I think I got there like at the end of the street stock heats. So Claremont Motorsports Park had the street stock battle of the belt 75 lapper yesterday. Yes, it did. Uh, late model sportsmen were in the house. Yep. Bandoleros, legends, and pure stocks, and six shooters. Yep. Um, Some excitement. Some drama. A little bit, yeah. I mean... Um, I don't know. I got I got I got to watch a couple good screaming matches. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't surprise me though. I mean it was hot. Shit happens. Yeah. yeah. Um so I'm gonna apologize now. Bandoleros and the legend cars not up on my race pass. Yeah. So six shooters. Some people call me the space cowboy. Some call me the gangster love. Yeah. The boy, yeah. The gangster love, yeah. Same car, different driver. Same car, different driver. Gets it done. Yep. So dad, the space cowboy, Junior, loans the car to the boy. Yep. Uh, Steve, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it is his first career win. Yeah, that's probably a good assumption. I think. Uh, Lucas Bernacci. Yeah. We're gonna have to come up with like some sort of silver nickname for him. Hmm. Yeah. He comes home second. Andrew Scott comes home third. Uh, Steve Miller took out the boys' car, that orange and blue one that they just got. The old bushy car. The old Ben Bushy car. Is that what that is? Huh? Yeah. Lineage, baby. Uh, <laughs> look at you go. You and Roby are going to be sitting side by side here I talking listen. lineage race cars. I listen, baby. Uh, seven car field, so a little light on the car count still, but uh, I believe that a suspension should be wrapped up just, by now. I was just about so. to ask, dude, do we get the return of uh, hopefully of Rowdy Robert Shaw? I hope so. I hope the renegade second place Robert Shaw the comes back. Robert. Um, yeah, but Steve Miller Jr., this, the uh, gangster of love, comes home with his first career win, I believe. Lucas Bernanchi finishes second. Andrew Scott is making himself known up on that podium week in and week out. Yep. Um, I didn't get to see much of that race. It was a good race. I was walking around. Yeah. Is it almost? It was a little typical of the six shooters, but yeah, is all right. Uh, very light on the car count on the pure stocks. Say that again. Not a point today. Um, our boy Dougie Nelson, friend of the podcast. Shout out to Doug. In the shagging wagon, the plum crazy purple and green o'clock green shagging wagon is leading the points down at at uh, the Hudson Speedway. Yeah. So they made it a non-points race, so that way Dougie could go down there and chase the points championship. Yeah. So that race is a little interesting. A little. Um. 15 car start. 
Yeah. We had one go off on the hook, come back onto the racetrack off of the hook, <laughs> go back on the hook again. Yeah. That um, was crazy. I'm I'm not going to dive into the specifics of the incident because they are both very, very young men. We had a little mix-up on lap one. Uh, okay. I'm not going to dive into the specifics. They are both young men trying to figure stuff out. But I have to give a shout-out to Colton Martin for not sitting there and drawing the yellow. The fact that that young man got the car straightened out, fired back up, and driven away to not draw the intentional yellow. I was very, very proud of that young man. Uh, and he is rewarded by coming back for a fourth place finish. I think this division is going to spice up a little bit moving forward. Oh, I think so. Um, th- it was full contact racing yesterday. Yeah. To say the least. There was a racing. lot of door slamming. There was a lot of nudging out of the way. There was not a lot of patience. No patience whatsoever. Um, yeah, it was it was action packed for twenty five laps. Yeah, I mean, the other Craig Smith. Yep, comes home your winner. Yeah, railed it. JD Stockwell finishes second. Yep. And Aaron Aiken making her one of her few appearances probably on the year comes home in the third position. She's a st- star Hudson regular. Sure. She kind of travels all over. No, she, she goes to star a lot. I thought it was star, but she uh she used to have a mini stock. She used to follow right. out of the mini stock tour. Right. So way back in the day, she actually used to race a street stock over here. Right. I remember that. I remember the name. So um and again, like I said I had to give a huge shout out to Colton for not drawing the intentional yellow when it very easily could have been sit here, draw it, and bunch everybody back up. Which nobody would have faulted him. Yeah. Wouldn't have faulted him for doing it. And then, uh, like we said, we had one car go off on the hook, come back down to the racetrack off of the hook. Dude, watch And then got hooked again. Watch that thing roll down pit road. Backwards with no driver in it. With no driver. I was like, what is this? What is happening? And then it slammed right back into another telephone pole. So what I had heard is that, so those cars are supposed to, they're supposed to have some sort of chain or something to have a spot for the record to hook onto. Okay. Whatever the contraption was on this race vehicle broke. Yeah. So whatever the chain, the loop, the rope, whatever it may be, broke. Which is what caused it to go backwards. So it wasn't actually the wrecker's fault as much as it looked like the wrecker's fault in person. It was not. That sucks. So. Interesting. It was. It was to say the least. Yeah, but I think think this division is. It's about the business is going to pick up. Business is going to pick up. Summertime's here, baby. I think people's. Warm and antsy. People's uh, fuses are going to start to get. Real short. Smaller and smaller. Real short. And I'm here for it. Of course you are. I'm here for it. You were all night long. I'm here for it. It was weird to people watch Sunday afternoon. It's great, isn't it? It's fun. I love it. Uh, Listen, I had a good time. It was fantastic. I had a real good time. Yeah. I got back there early enough, but I let Andy uh, keep the mic, and Andy's going to have the mic again this Friday night, so. Really? Open modified show. Oh right, the reschedule one that got rained out. Right, right, right. So I will not be on the mic again this Friday night. Back to back vacation days for you, Jesus. You gonna work at all or what? It was supposed to be this weekend too, because I was supposed to be Friday night off, Sunday off. All right. So realistically, Jesus. nothing changed but a rain out. We're gonna start calling you Zach. You're not working yeah. at all. Just like a teacher, you get six oh, six months God. worth of work and six months I off. I can't wait for the backlash you get for that. I hope right so. There. I hope you. Die. It's I hope not people. Hold on. Railroad. Wait. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop him right there. That's not aimed at real teachers. It's just the PE guys oh, that do okay. nothing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Christ. Late model sportsman. Yeah. Let's talk. <laughs> Let's talk about it real quick, dude. So Benny Poland. Kryptonite. Goes back to back. Yeah, he's it figured out. Ryan Bell has got the chrome car figured out. Yep. And then Best. Radical Ricky Bly. Uh, Mr. Puts People in Spin Cycle himself comes back up and finishes third. Yeah, uh, but 
Again. But what? Let's have this argument. Uh, what well, do you got? Well, well, so it's not my argument, right? Okay. But I'm not the only one saying it. Okay. So I want to know, and I kind of already know what your answer is going to be. Is he intent? Do you think he's intentionally putting people into the spin cycle, or is he just on the loud pedal quicker than people coming out? I don't give a fuck if you're on the loud pedal or not quicker than somebody else. (laughs) It's so aggressive. If you are that much faster, go around the top. But what if it's a restart? You got nowhere to go. Lift. Fair. I mean, yeah. Lift. Dude, you're so aggressive. You are one of. You are. him and, and this isn't a shot at anybody else. It's yes, really it not. Is. This is a shot at Ricky. It's not a shot at Ricky. Him and Ben have been the class of the field for the last eighteen months in that class. Okay. Yes or no? How many times think- have we talked about Ben Poland putting somebody in the spin cycle because he's getting on the loud pedal quicker than they are? I'll wait. I got all the time in the world. And that's a interesting point. I hear you. How many times have we talked about Ricky doing it? A handful? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess when you put it that way. I guess when you put it that way. I never thought about it like that. But How many times in that one-and-a-half-year reign did we talk about Aaron Fellows putting people in the spin cycle? Uh and, that, and again, you can call it a pop shot. You can tell me I'm taking shots at him. And that's fine. I got big shoulders. I'm going to sleep just fine tonight. I really am. <laughs> but Ricky has always been known to be aggressive. Well, they don't call him Radical Ricky Bly for... Correct. But when you have one of the fastest cars on property, a tiny bit of patience goes a long way. Yeah. I don't care if he's fucking able to flat-foot it around there. Go around him. Go around him. The beautiful part about this podcast is we own it. If somebody gets mad, get mad. I don't care. Well, they ain't going to get mad at me. They're going to get mad at you. That's fine. <laughs> and, I'll t- and I'll talk to Ricky face-to-face. I like Ricky. I think Ricky is one of the fastest guys up there. From the vantage point of the pit grandstands last night, when he got into the back of Craig, it looked intentional. I know it wasn't. I it, Let me rephrase that. It looked that. intentional to you? I that don't believe it was intentional. He lifted the fucking rear tires off the ground. I understand that he was able to get into the gas quicker in the center of the corner. I do. I understand that wholeheartedly, that that car is rotating. It's got plenty of power. It is hooked up and on rails right now. It is. But... You had just followed him through three and four, so you roughly knew where he was going to pick it up. You know. I'm telling you as a racer, you know. It wasn't like Craig bobbled and he got into the back of him. It was just flat out got into the back of him when he hit the loud pedal. And yeah, I mean, I, and this is where, so you, you again, people can call it that I took a pop shot at him, I took a cheap shot, whatever. But here's where I'm going to... I don't think it's a cheap shot. And here's where I'm going to give Ricky credit. Yeah. Ricky put himself to the rear. Did you know that? Uh, no. No. Oh, well, no. I didn't know he put himself to the rear. He tapped the hood or the roof. He put himself to the rear. Well, then I guess I guess this is kind of a moot conversation then, isn't it? I didn't know that. I found out today. Well, there was no there was not a call yet met yet made and he put himself to the rear for getting in the back of Craig. Is what I heard today. Well, then that settles the debate then. <laughs> we just had a whole argument, and you could have just let off of that. We well, it was way more fun to have this conversation. Fair, fair. Way more entertaining for the for the fair. people that listen. And, dude, when it's all said and done, Ricky Bly is going to go down as one of the best to do it at Claremont. And he is, and, he, and he's fast, and the car rotates, and he's a great driver. He really is. Yeah. Whether, whether I get frustrated as an announcer or as a fan sitting there from time to time with him, sure. But you can't tell me you sit there and watch one guy throughout their entire career and you don't have however many points in their career where you're like, man, that was stupid. I could probably rattle five offhand with Tyler. <laughs> Spotting with him. <laughs> like, it just it Yo, happens. Why are we dragging Tyler right now? <laughs> it happens. Tyler had nothing to do with this. But it happens. This is what... This, Shrapnel shots. Like, even, even a weasel, right? We've, we've all got a few times where we're like, Rough. weasel, what were you thinking? 
let's drag our friends into this. This is why. Well, this is you what are, we're doing. I yeah. want this to be clear. You are dragging our friends. I have taken pop shots tonight, left and right. Holy fuck, man! Throwing haymakers. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, didn't come here to make and, friends. And, I brought them with me. Man, dude, at the end of the day, these are all just our our opinions. I mean, what do I know? I don't know nothing. Anything. I know nothing. I go and watch race cars. Dude. Lately, you don't even know how to bet. That's not true. Oh, no, you won money at Claremont. Yeah, you didn't I was win. up yesterday. You are up yesterday. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't know how to bet, bro. Huh? I lost like three bucks. at th- No, four bucks at Thunder Road. Ooh. High dollar, one dollar like, bets, I huh? made like $40 at Claremont. Oof. Telling me I don't. High know. roller, man. Man, you want to know what's crazy? Caruso gave me the first pick. Of what? First off. Of what? What race? The street stocks. The street stocks. So listen. That so was listen dumb. to this. I was with Dyke, Jeremy Dyke, and we were trying to just get people to do $5 a racer, right? Nobody was taking this up. Way too expensive. Yeah, well, for you. Um, I got, yeah. He goes, he goes I'll, I'll get in on this five, but I. he looks straight at me and he goes, I'll go $20 with you heads up. And I was like, I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what do you want to do? He's like, street stocks, best finish. You can pick first. I was like, I can pick first. He's like, yeah. I was like, Dave Green's lit. Yeah, easy. And then he goes, Brandon Gray. I was like, okay, well, we're in for we're in for a show because Brandon was fast. Who lost a rear end? Yeah, the Seals, right? Yeah. Seals on his rear end, yeah. Yep. So, thank you, Dave Green's lit. I appreciate you. So, anyways, let's finish back up. So, Ben Poland goes back to back. Ryan Bell finishes second. Ricky does go from the back to the front and finishes third. Um, some carnage during that race. Just just a skidoch worth of carnage. Uh, old Uncle Steven's got a body at least to put on, if not more. And it was not of his own doing. Uh, no. Live? It looked like he didn't fire. Live. Quickly. It all happened so quick live. Very quick. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Mark Beaudry with his photography setup at Claremont. Um, hard to go on a restart when your rear tires are off the ground. Yeah, eye in the sky don't lie, baby. That film is pretty clear. as the, Unless there's something that I'm not seeing. Unless there was something in the restart box that we missed. Coming out of, which is possible. Which is very forward, possible. Which is possible. But when... Uh, when they went through, it was ugly. Yeah, Uncle, Uncle Steven's got a Steve, dude. Got a lot of work to do. He was he was so angry in the pits, dude. Yeah. Well, the worst so part is, angry. so like I jog, you saw me. I was over in the pit grandstand, so I jogged over see if he needed help changing the tires, yeah. and nobody was moving quickly. So I was like, ah, oh, screw it. They're just gonna call it a night, and we're yeah. done. Yeah. So I walked back over, and then they changed both tires and sent them back out, and yeah. and he looped it, and <laughs> yeah, away he went. Yeah, it was, a, it was a tough night for Uncle Steve. And it sucks, too, because he, he was has cool. been gaining each week. Every week, man. Every week. week. And it, and you could see the excitement at your grand opening, the him talking about it and everything else. So, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we ended with the 75-lap Battle of the Belt Street Stock Race. Yeah, I'm going to call it how I see it. Okay. Call Fucking it snooze fest. Really? I thought so. I thought it was a snooze fest? Yeah, absolutely. Once David got fest. out in front, it was over. But that doesn't mean it was a snooze yeah, fest. It no, it doesn't. There were good battles throughout that entire race. There were great battles throughout that entire race. Meh. You're allowed your opinion. You're, you're a hater. I'm not a hater. You're a hater. I am not well, a I hater. I didn't think it was a snooze fest. I thought it was, I thought it was a good street soccer race for as for as many cars as we started, twenty five, and for as bad as it as it could have gotten, it couldn't have gone any better. I don't think so. Two yellows in seventy five laps is very respectable, right? Right, because that easily could have been Brown. a fourteen caution race. We could have been there all night. Exactly, we left there at eight o'clock. Could have been like the Legends race. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Christ! That was a, that was a crapshoot. Yeah. Two cautions is very respectable. Yeah. But it just, it got strung out. Yep. Which is good for me. You almost, I, I still think even with a late race yellow, unless he got dumped, I think it was over. Well, you know how re- you know how restarts are at Claremont. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, when you jump them, it's easy to get out in front, oh. though. Oh! Are you taking pop oh. at David now? That was a little shot. Dude! <laughs> Good God, you're going to have no friends left. I'd pick on him to his face. He's one of the best at restarts up there. Bro, that car is just so hooked up, man. Do you, do you, so listen. I think people bet against him because just they, so they want to see him lose. And do you know why I take that pop shot? Why? Because do you know how often I hear the groans when he's on the front row about how much he jumps restarts? Seriously? Come on, Dead dude. serious. Come on. You can almost bet and guarantee that at least 20 to 25 people a night say that he jumps a restart. That's why. I t- that's why I said it. Davey Greenslit needs to make hater T-shirts up so people can buy them. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, Dave, you would make so much money, I think, if you made a shirt that said "I hate Dave Greenslit" and you just and just it, it, like and literally profit on it. Dude, have have fucking Cody Schoolcraft sell it, and you'll sell a oh, million yeah. of them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, have Brandon Gray sell them. Like, yeah. have somebody else sell them, and he could pocket so much money. Yeah. But in all seriousness, there's probably no exaggeration. Twenty to twenty-five people a night that say he jumps restarts. That's banana land, dude. That's banana. That's why I took the shot because I get to you get to hear a lot sitting up in that announcer's tower when you stick your head out the window. That's interesting. A lot. I think. I think. I think people just when you win that much, people want to see you lose sometimes. Jimmy Johnson, yeah. Rowdy. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole slew of them. I mean, not Chris Rando, but Field Hiller himself. <laughs> the f- He's gonna listen to this at like three a.m. Be like that son of a bitch. He's going to call us and wake us up tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The field filler himself, Chris Randu. Yeah. Uh, So Greenslit walks away with it. Again, it was quite the margin at the end of that race. Good job, dude. Justin Beecher, who is your defending Battle of the Belt champion. Do we officially say that we have the best street stock driver in the state? I mean, he's two-time national defending champ of Division II. right? Like, it's not even up for debate, I don't think. Although Beecher did win the Battle of the Belt last year. So listen, here's the other thing I'm going to say. And this is not a knock on David. Because David can race at Monadnock. David can race at Lee. David can race in Hudson. Yeah. Okay? So this is legitimately not me taking a shot. But Claremont is a tricky track to figure out. Agreed. So if you've only been there once or twice, it is not the easiest place to go in and beat somebody that's on the top of their game. Fair point. So that's not me taking a shot at David. That's not me taking a shot at the rest of the field. That is a hard place to figure out your first time there. That, okay. I, Second I time there. Third that. time there. I can agree with that. So you can't take the best guy at Stafford in a street stock and bring him up here and expect him to go out and win. You just you cannot do it. Jimmy Renfro versus Dave Green. So that claim up. I'm taking Renfro all day long. Taking Jimmy, huh? All night long. Mainly because I know he'd punt him for the win. <laughs> <laughs> I watched, That'd be tough, dude. That'd I watched the pro stock race do, from Lee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I dude, that'd be tough. I don't know. I don't know if I. I don't know if I'd be that confident. I would take Renfrew ten times out of ten. And again, that's not really. A, that's not a knock on Greenslit. Look at it. Look at the fucking past when. Renfrew would come down the first two weeks of the year because Lee wasn't opened up yet, and who won the first two weeks almost every single year for the last two or three years? Jimmy Renfrew Jr. That's a good point. If you want me to bet with my head and not with my heart, which you you should do, you bet Jimmy Jr. Interesting. Interesting. So, So Beecher comes home second. Yeah. And then Cody Schoolcraft makes that whole last 40-some-odd laps that was a snooze fest for me. Very interesting going down into turn three and four. Bro. Cody putting an exclamation mark on that run. I'm going to call it how I saw it. All right, call it how you saw it. Zelinski was a lane and a half down lower than he was the per- previous two laps. You think he was blocking? I. Uh, there was no think about it. Okay. I just want to know. I just want you to say it. And Cody threw it in there. He did. Hard. 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 <laughs> you fucking threw it in there hard. Hard. Yeah. It made it sick. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Still I mean, ish. W- when you take the Craig Smith lawnmowing line away, <laughs> he made it work. Oh, man. Yikes. 
but one of them left with the trophy. The other one didn't. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Very true. It was. I thought it was a good race. I didn't. I don't agree with you that it was a snooze. Fest, it. it, it the forty lap, fifty lap, whatever that hell that last run was. It just. It got for me, as a fan, got drawn out. But what do you want them to do? You want them to wreck and tear shit up? Is that really what you want? I don't want to wreck. A couple couple spins, you know, when guys went around on their own and we don't throw a yellow and leave them sitting there for a minute. Dude. But but then you get into the situation where it's like, okay, we're now in our eighth caution. Like, come on, boys. I'm not saying I'm not saying we wanted a ten caution race. But I think realistically for excitement wise, I think that race needed four to five cautions. Not tear shit up. Nobody get hurt. Nobody destroy race cars. But me personally, I think that needed to be a four or five caution race to really re-rack them, get a heat cycle in, get everything cooled down, go back at it. It's just my opinion. Yeah. It's all it is. What about if they did twins? Like, No. No? I think twin like racing is the dumbest thing in the world. Why? Because you have guys, in my opinion, you have guys that sandbag. Oh, it's it's not good racing. To me, it's not good racing. I don't, I don't agree. What are you talking about? I've never been a big fan of twin races. Never. Twin fifties? No. Well, how are they going to sandbag? It's fifty laps. Because you can kind of play that game of if you get up to fourth, you know you're going to start fourth, and you might have a better chance to get through the field. So you don't push quite as hard at the end, knowing that you're on the same tires, and there's just too much sandbagging. I think these 100, 125 lappers where the mods have the change tire, or whoever has the change tire, or whatever it may be, I think it's a better show. Yeah. Maybe. Do you, do you think, in all honesty... That that tri-track race would have been better as twin 50s yesterday with an invert than it was as a 100-lapper? Okay, you're comparing apples to oranges. Why? It's a long race. Yeah, but different styles of racing had a different, like, I don't want twins in my modifieds. I don't. Why not? Because I, cause I just want to see them race it out for 100 laps. I think, to, but you're like... It's a snooze fest when Dave Green's like gets out in front. Nobody touches him. He puts a he puts a half a track. So do so do twins and invert your field in the second race. If you want excitement, right? Isn't that what we're so you're gonna about? get one guy worth of excitement? You're gonna get the guy worth of excitement. I watch, but then you're also gonna put Brandon Gray at the back. I, wa- I watched that in a twi- Hagar at the back. I watched that in a twenty five lap feature last week where he started fifteenth and drove to first. Picked him off. He did. Which is why I'm saying the guy's untouchable right now. I think you're hating. I'm not. I think you're hating. I'm giving him props. How am I hating? The guy drove. You said it was a snooze. (coughs) It was. Once he got out front, it was drawn out. Realistically, that last run, Mm -hmm. if Schoolcraft hadn't thrown it underneath Zelensky at the end of that race, (coughs) what was your most exciting moment? Um... I'll tell you what it was. Okay, tell me what Mike Saloy getting spun by Brandon Gray and flipping him off on the front stretch. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Went right off of the front bumper. <clears throat> Gray, too. I tell you what, dude. And I messaged Brandon Gray the other day. I listened to that other podcast that he did. Uncommon Deeds. You can yeah, give him a shout yeah, out. Yeah, shout out to Justin. Justin St. Louis. That was <clears throat> a fantastic episode and I laughed so fucking hard and I was like it was a kind of a tearjerker but I think if Brandon keeps doing what he's doing he's going to turn into a fan favorite you watch I don't know about that you watch (laughs) you watch dude listen and here here's my argument and this is not me hating on Brandon Gray because I think he's an awesome wheel man okay let's hear it but a lot of people don't like guys that ruffle feathers. And who? What is Brandon Gray? What are you talking about? 
Are you high on drugs right now? Do you sit up where I sit to watch the reaction? Legitimately, fans up there do not appreciate guys that knock people out of the way. Seriously. There is so many boo birds and people freaking getting antsy about people knocking. I'm telling you, I see it every Friday night, Zach. Every Friday night. Especially. That's interesting. Especially when it's an outsider. But he's not like a one-race outsider. He's not just I coming in for one race. He's I understand. Season. But when you think of Claremont regulars in the street stock divisions, what are the first names that pop to your head? Greenslit, Schoolcraft, Tatro. Yeah, I hear you. You don't think automatically Burning Gray right now. You don't. Yeah, but... They don't... People don't like outsiders coming in and ruffling feathers. Well, do they like weekly guys coming in and ruffling feathers? I, to be fair, Greenslit hasn't done it much. Schoolcraft had the one run in with Hagar, but it was tit for tat, so it wasn't a huge issue. Think about it. We really haven't had very many regulars ruffle feathers yet this year besides Ricky. And Ricky wins a lot, so it's easy to hate on Ricky. Right? I think we need to enjoy I, the I, presence of Brandon Gray while I he's here. I think we need Benny Poland to dump somebody to see whether people are going <laughs> to cheer or boo. That's what we need. I need me some Benny Poland to dump somebody. I, I, you, you, no, you want to know what we need? We need Aaron Fellows to drag that lane model out. That's what we need. So he can finish fourth? Oh, oh my God. You're feeling brave tonight, huh? It's because we're sitting outside. You got like half a beer in you right now? Holy shit. <laughs> All right, dude, I want nothing more than Aaron to drag that lay model out and have Ben scared. and Ricky and Aaron and scared. Ryan and Jack. He's scared. You think he's scared? You think? What do you really think it is? I think he's got something to prove in the modified. You think that's what it is? Point blank. He's got something to prove in the modified that what left does that man have to prove in a late model? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Do you really think one more win's gonna put him over the fucking top on a late model? No, but it would make great entertainment though. Versus, he wins in a modified. Yeah, I hear you. I just selfishly, as a fan, I want to see it. Absolutely. I just want to see. I just want to see it happen. I don't disagree with you. And then if you were to go out and win and just roll it on the trailer and just fucking throw the deuces as he drives off into the sunset like a fucking badass. Oh, man. Yeah. That would be hilarious. But anyways, back to Brandon Gray. I think we need to I think we need to enjoy Brandon Gray before he goes back to Thunder Road because... I don't know if he's going to go back. <laughs> I think he will. Eventually. If you listen to that Uncommon Deeds place, he when, he, when, when he's talking about Thunder Road, he loves that place, dude. Like It's he, the allure, man. He loves. He genuinely loves that place, and he loves racing there, and he loves racing anything. He may, he also makes a good point in that podcast where he says that the real money is in enduro racing. Your return on investment on enduro racing huge is huge. Huge. He said he won like fucking two k one night racing in enduro. Yeah, I was like, Jesus. That enduro at Thunder Road is there two or three thousand dollars to win. Is it? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I was talking with Jimmy. And a couple others in the pits Jimmy of who? Zulu. Okay. I didn't a know if Jimmy ran for No, a few weeks ago. Okay. Not real racers. Um, Ooh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Holy, holy <laughs> nah, He's getting hot over here. Jimmy, Zulu, and I and a couple others talked about it. There was a guy around here like a few years back or whatever, and Jimmy could tell his story better, but the guy won like almost, I want to say like almost $40,000 in a single year on Enduros. But the problem with the enduros and your return on investment is you gotta chase dirt enduros, you gotta chase asphalt enduros, yeah. and you gotta go all over New England and up and down the East Coast. Yeah, you can't. And this isn't a knock on anybody, but you can't just chase five hundred dollar enduros and just go collect forty grand in a year. You've got to go to XYZ track that's paying two grand to win. You got to go to Thunder Road, which is paying three grand to win. You got to go to this one that's paying a thousand dollars to win. Yeah. And you got to go Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday afternoons. Yeah. I love it. I wish we did more with Enduros. I wish we like. No. I, I just want somebody to put up like five k. Just to see how many Enduros we can get. The only thing I'm going to say is, uh, and we kind of said it last week, is 
too much of a good thing is too much. How many enduro? We've only had like one enduro race. Yeah, but you don't need to do like eight of them a year. I mean, don't we race for 22 weeks or something like that? 26 weeks? Four. Four? One every five to six weeks. Dude, if you get junked, if you're an enduro driver and you get junked, you don't want to turn around and have to worry about two weeks later making it out for the next enduro versus six weeks. Plenty of time to find a car. Plenty of time to do what you need to do. Enduro, enduro style racing is not made to be weekly racing. So, anyways, shout out to Renegade. This week coming up, open modifieds. Yeah, fifteen thousand dollars to win, depending on what Mother Nature wants to do. And you don't say that. And you made a very good point to me the other day. Okay, I forgot. Why so go does ahead. why does this actually help us a little bit? Why does this play into our hands? So a little bit more. Wheel of Modified Tour last Saturday night was at Jennerstown, so you probably lost a few cars because they're chasing Wheel of Modified Tour points. Yep. You did probably, and I'm not saying the guys that were at Thunder Road on Sunday wouldn't have been at Claremont on Saturday or Friday night because they probably were going to, but you probably lost three to five cars, I'll call it, yeah. to Jennerstown. Yeah. This weekend, MRS is at White Mountains on Saturday night. But the wheel and modified tour is off. Yeah. So if a Bonsignor, if a Tommy Baldwin Racing, come on, seven and Y, baby, is looking for a big payday. Yes. Tommy Baldwin, please drag that fucking thing up here. I want to see it run so bad. So you'll have the open modified fifteen thousand dollar to win Friday night plus some house divisions. Yeah. Saturday night, yeah. MRS series is up at White Mountains. Are you officially going? I don't know the answer to that yet. Uh, probably won't until later this week. I may follow you up there. I'm See, I'm between White Mountains and Monadnock on Saturday. What's going on at Monadnock Saturday night? Do we know? Um, no. So I just, I just know that I'm probably going to end up at one of those two places. So here's my thing. is MRS just announced today or whatever... That there's some bonus money on the line for anybody that was at Thunder Road on Sunday that drags up for the MRS race on Saturday. Nice. So that might be interesting. Uh, Monadnock looks like a normal weekly show. Okay. So mod, street stocks, late model sportsmen, mini stocks, pure stocks, and young guns. Yeah. Um, and then then uh, I race on Sunday. Yeah, you pulling double duty again. Double duty for the first time. Oh, yeah, it was just practice. For the I just got a quick round of practice in last weekend there with the animal cart. So, uh, we'll see if Weasel actually shows up. For <laughs> or if he says he'll probably come and then not. So it is $500 to win for the animal class. It's the Nate Martell Memorial Race. So It's going to be a good time. I believe Andrew's going to race. I know uh, a couple others were looking for carts to try to yeah, come out. Scott Wade was looking for a cart. Yeah, he might have been. Yeah. Did he have, do you I don't know, know if he found it? You don't know. I don't know. Hopefully you did. I know a couple of the big cart name guys are coming out to uh, try to steal $500 out of Brian's par- pocket. Nice. Um, are the grandstands still going to be Still free, free baby. Okay. Free 99. Okay. Uh, I believe, according to the group chat, Weasel's going to bring me a big old easy up for the day. Or he'll say he's going to bring me easy <laughs> Here up. Here we go. Not you're, you're getting ballsy now. You Listen, just, you've been saying I, I've been ballsy. I was there. Now. I was there last you were. I was there two weeks you, ago. You watched me get wrecked twice? Oh, my God. Weasel was not there. So after saying he was going to be there. I said probably. So Weasel has no room to talk to me for the rest of the summer about, oh, not, about one not going time, to and you're going to hang on to this forever. You goddamn right I am. So, uh, yeah, plenty of racing action going on this weekend, and uh, – Hope to see everybody out somewhere. Support your local short track. Love you, Ty. Absolutely. We'd like to take a moment and thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Turn 4 Podcast. Have a question, comment, or query? We would love to hear from you. Reach out to us today at our Facebook page, Turn 4 Podcast. And until next week, we'll see you at the racetrack.